48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories. Basic Law Committee member Maria Tam backs the barring of lawmaker Chu Hoi Dick from a rural election. China trade figures come in weaker than expected and President Trump's former lawyer Michael Cohen under more pressure as court papers are filed. Basic Law Committee member Maria Tam says the government's controversial decision to bar lawmaker Chu Hoi Dick from, a run- from running in a rural election has a legal basis. Last week, a returning officer barred Mr Chu after asking about his stance on self-determination and Hong Kong independence. Critics say the decision is unlawful and amounts to political screening. But Ms Tam said the rural representative election ordinance requires a candidate to pledge allegiance to the SAR and to uphold the basic law. She said the returning officer has a duty and the power to decide whether a declaration is valid or not. Well, the legal basis is in Hong Kong law, and it is in Section 24 of the Rural Representatives Election Ordinance. And it's very clear that under this ordinance, uh, the returning officer uh, will ask the uh, candidate uh, to make a declaration to the effect that he would uphold the basic law and pledge allegiance to the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region. So the law is very clear. China's trade with the world flagged last month, weighed down by trade tensions with the US and a government campaign to tackle debt. Exports rose 5.4% for November year-on-year, short of the 9.4% forecast by Bloomberg News. Imports rose 3%, also below the forecast. China's overall trade, what it buys and sells with all countries, logged a 44.7 billion US dollar surplus in November, up from 35 billion the previous month. An honorary chairman of the Hong Kong Small and Medium Enterprises Association, Lao Tat Pong, says companies here are already feeling the strain of the Sino-US trade war. He says importers that used to place year-long orders are only buying goods for the next two to three months because they fear tariffs will rise. Mr Lau said Hong Kong's export figures had not yet been affected, but he expects a fall of at least 25% in the first quarter. He says products like toys, electronics and home appliances will be hit. Mr Lau said he didn't think that there was much the government could do to help in the short term. I don't think Hong Kong government can do... Uh, anything at the moment. In the long term, they can make a bridge uh, for other markets like Southeast Asia, Europe, South Africa markets. Court papers have been filed against President Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, by two separate wings of the US Justice Department. One documents his contacts with unnamed Russians ahead of the 2016 presidential elections. The other outlines Mr Cohen's violations of campaign finance rules. Prosecutors in New York argued for a substantial prison sentence for Mr Cohen for offences including paying hush money to an adult film star on Mr Trump's behalf. The BBC's Dan Johnson reports. This looks very bad for Michael Cohen, described in the documents as a dishonest, deceitful attorney motivated by personal greed and ambition. We also got more detail in these submissions about the investigation into Russian attempts to affect the White House election two years ago. Michael Cohen lied to Congress about a project to build a Trump Tower development in Moscow. That was a multi-million dollar scheme that would have required the assistance of the Russian government. It never went ahead, but Cohen now admits discussions about it did continue during the presidential campaign. 
Donald Trump has launched a scathing attack on his former Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson, a day after he suggested the President acted on impulse. Mr Tillerson told an audience in Houston that Mr Trump became frustrated when he was told some of his policy ideas would be illegal. In response, the President tweeted, Mr Tillerson was dumb as a rock and lazy as hell, and he couldn't get rid of him fast enough. A Canadian court has heard that a top executive at the giant Chinese telecommunications firm Huawei is wanted on fraud charges in the United States. Washington is seeking the extradition of Meng Wanzhou, who was arrested at Vancouver Airport. The BBC's Dave Lee was in court. What we've heard from the Canadian prosecutor who's acting on behalf of the US Department of Justice, those charges basically paint a picture of a vast conspiracy that Ms. Mung is said to have been in charge of, and that conspiracy was to evade sanctions against Iran. They alleged that Huawei was doing that was by creating an unofficial subsidiary named Skycom that Huawei always contested had nothing to do with them, but prosecutors now allege that Skycom essentially was Huawei, and that's how they were getting around these sanctions. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. China launched a rover early this morning destined to land on the far side of the moon, a global first that's intended to boost its ambitions to become a space superpower. The official Xinhua news agency reported that the Chang'e 4 lunar probe mission, named after the moon goddess in Chinese mythology, launched on a Long March 3B rocket from the southwestern Xichang launch centre. The mission is expected to land around the new year to carry out experiments and explore. The Japanese parliament has given its final approval to a controversial new law allowing hundreds of thousands of foreigners into the country to ease chronic labour shortages. From April next year, well over 300,000 overseas workers will be allowed to take up jobs in sectors including construction and nursing. Japan has traditionally been wary of immigration, but the government argues that bringing in more foreigners is unavoidable because of the country's shrinking and ageing population. The main U.S. stock markets have closed more than 2% down, deepening a week-long slide. The slump is being driven by concerns about the U.S.-Sino trade war and the global economy. Markets have also been hit by a U.S. jobs report that was weaker than expected. All the main U.S. indices dropped more than 4% for the week. In horse racing, Hong Kong will send out its best against the rest of the world when the annual international races get underway in Sha Tin tomorrow. The prestigious Hong Kong Cup will be contested along with the mile, the sprint and the vase. Jim Gould asked Bill Nader, the Jockey Club's Director of Racing Business and Operations, who to look out for this weekend. Well, many big names led by Beauty Generation, who's Hong Kong's Horse of the Year from last season and a horse that is now rated the highest rated miler in the world on an international rating of 126. So he comes in as the biggest name in the four Hong Kong Group 1 international races on Sunday, but he's joined by many others from all over the world. We have horses from the United Kingdom, from Japan, from Singapore, from Australia, from Europe. So they've they've come from all over, 24 horses from overseas competing here on Sunday. Now, given there's been just one successful title defence in the 20-year history of the Hong Kong Cup, uh, does that mean the odds are stacked against Time Warp on Sunday? Well, Time Warp comes in as one of the top horses in the race. It's possible that he can do it. It's not easy, as you know. It hasn't been done in 20 years. But Time Warp is in with a chance. The biggest opposition, I think, will come from Japan, where we have a couple of horses, Sun Grazer, a Colt, and Deirdre, a Philly, Uh, So one male and one female, but they're both extremely talented. 
and I would not be surprised if one of the two was able to win what is Hong Kong's richest race, the $28 million Longines Hong Kong Cup. But Time Warp clearly is in with a chance. His full brother, it's amazing, amazing story that his full brother is in the race, a horse called Glorious Forever, and their running styles are very similar. They both like to lead, and they may compromise each other's chances if they do. That will set the race up for the Japanese who have had great success here in Hong Kong in the big races. To football now, and with a look ahead to this weekend's action in the English Premier League, here's the BBC's Maz Faruqi. A stuttering Chelsea host the Premier League leaders Manchester City in the pick of this weekend's fixtures. Chelsea lost 2-1 to Wolves in midweek thanks to two second-half goals in the space of four minutes. Their manager Maurizio Sarri admitted afterwards he was worried about his players' performances and that his team have a real fight on their hands to finish in the top four this season. Second place Liverpool travelled to Bournemouth in Saturday's early match. They won at Burnley on Wednesday despite Jurgen Klopp making seven changes to his team. With one eye already on their crucial European Champions League match next week. More changes are expected on Saturday. Tottenham also have a crucial match against Barcelona to prepare for. Before that, they face Leicester in Saturday's evening kickoff. Mauricio Pochettino's side will be hoping to strengthen their hold on third place. They recovered well to beat Southampton 3-1 after the defeat last weekend in the North London derby. Manchester United and Arsenal hope to build on the draw they shared at Old Trafford. Jose Mourinho's side hosts Fulham, whilst Arsenal play Huddersfield. Elsewhere on Saturday, Burnley face Brighton, West Ham play Crystal Palace, and Southampton and their new manager, Ralph Hausenhutl, travel to Cardiff. There's one match on Sunday in the Premier League this week, Newcastle against Wolves, and Everton play Watford on Monday. The BBC's Maz Faruqi there. To end the news, the top stories once again. Basic Law Committee member Maria Tam backs the barring of lawmaker Chu Hoi Dick from a rural election. President Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, under more pressure as court papers are filed. And a Canadian court hears that Meng Wanzhou, a top executive at Huawei, is wanted on fraud charges in the United States. That's the news from RTHK. Radio 3. And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, in the chair till 3 p.m. This week we have a super special treat. Our guest in studio, Monsieur Jules, a.k.a. Dr. Eggs, on his last concert in Hong Kong and his farewell tour across the continent. We'll also have a selection of hot new tracks from a lot of places on the planet. And as always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian. We're still the belly button of the world. And in studio, my special guest, Monsieur Jules, Dr. Eggs. Bienvenue. Thanks for your time with us. Merci. Thank you very much, Pierre. It's a pleasure to be back here and to be back with you. Cool. Ah, last time you were here, you had your babies. You had your young ingenue, your young apprentices at your school who hey, were yes. getting ready to be superstars. I and, had one uh, of my students. Yeah, it's true. And you're playing tonight the last concert of Hong Kong. Drum roll, please. Yes, that's it. Dramatic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what are we happy? We, we, we're pretty happy about this. It's a decision we talked like years ago about this, about making one year of last show. You know, I hate when bands just split up and like you never be able to see them again. So, so. we gave a chance to everyone for years. So uh, this is an ongoing goodbye party that's going to last until the end of the year. Yeah. Through different continents. Yes. Ah, la, la. So you've already done... Zhuhai, Manila, uh, and Bangkok. Yes, yes, yes. It was pretty, pretty, pretty fun. It was pretty different. But yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, let's have a taste of uh, exactly what Dr. Eggs uh, 
creates as sounds, our first track is going to be what? Uh, 